Hello and welcome. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to share this episode with you. It came out such a clear and potent transmission. So please be sure to listen the whole way to the end. Um, You know, even if you imagine that you are a woman who does not manage men, I think there are a lot of subtleties and nuances to the energetics and how we as women who are on an awakening path, you know, a priestess path and a, a seer path, a mystic path, how we relate to men and how do we call men forward? How do we stay in the feminine essence and the sovereign energetic um, and still need things from men? These are such rich questions. So I encourage you to listen the whole way through. Please share this episode. Please rate and review this podcast when you are done. Maybe I'm asking you that too soon here in the beginning, but it's important. And, you know, share the episode just like send it to another woman and say, Hey, I listened to this. I think you would really resonate with this. Or I know that you're asking yourself some of these similar questions. So thank you for the energy exchange that you put out there and helping to spread the word about this podcast, helping to you know, share it with another woman who can benefit from these transmissions through these words. So welcome. I'm so glad that you are here and let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. All of you beautiful people listening, thank you so much for being here. Today, I want to talk with you about the movement from managing men to trusting men. And this is on an awakening journey. I know that when I'm talking to the sacred remembering audience, I am talking to primarily women who are on a sacred remembering awakening journey in remembering these gorgeous, delicious, historically dormant, perhaps, parts of you and of the feminine collective and bringing those parts forward. I want to speak to a very specific theme that I know that many people are feeling. And so, because we're in a time of unity consciousness and really bringing unity back to the planet. So we are women, we have endured a lot, we have been figuring out a lot. And many people are, you know, there's still a gender divide. There's still a gender divide. Um, you know, I, I live in this apartment complex now and I just got a puppy. <laughs> And I spend a lot of time in this dog park here at the apartment complex with the puppy. And it's uh, also a very good exercise in, um, you know, social interaction after all of this time of no small talk (laughs) in my life uh, for the last, you know, over a year. And I was talking with a woman and I won't share details, but she was saying that she had endured some pretty significant trauma in a previous marriage. And her statement was, I just hate men. I hate men. But she's partnered with a man and she wants to trust men. And there's just so much residual trauma. So that story to say, There has been a lot of hurt 
and trauma between genders. And we are in this time, I believe listeners of this podcast are beyond hating men, but still probably struggling with trauma related to the masculine, um, wounds related to the masculine, like, you know, wounds in your heart, um, wanting it to be different with men in your life, like having to resound yourself to, well, maybe this relationship isn't going to work out or be what I had hoped it would be. Um, but here's my point is that I know that many of you as listeners in this time of unity consciousness are recognizing, yes, a lot has happened and our work is unity. So women listening are probably saying, God, I might be mad at men. I might be feeling really depleted because of these relationships with the masculine, but I want to figure it out. And women who are offering, you know, options in your business or in your healing who have been primarily working with women, there's a trend now to say, but how can I extend this to men? How can I make my my offers that used to be exclusively for females, how can I make those available to males as well? So, so many women in this space are bridge builders for more unity between gender. And I just want to like round of applause, like, wow, yay, yay. Because in my practice for the last few years, it's really apparent to me that we are not doing this work of reclaiming our sovereignty as women in an effort to remain separate. We want unity. So that is a message that I am putting out there right now in this space, in this podcast, if I've not said it before, and I'm sure I have, this is about unity. So even though I work primarily with women, this is about unity. So how do we do this? How do we traverse being a woman who has inherited a patriarchal culture? We have inherited epigenetic trauma on the cellular level. We are, a lot of you listening to this podcast are transmuting ancestral trauma, um, you know, on, on behalf of your lineage. You might agree with that or not. You can, you always choose the amount of work that you are willing to do for your lineage. You know, free will is everything. Um, I, we're in this eclipse portal right now. I'm recording and releasing this on the new moon and summer eclipse portals for me are always the deepest. I'm here in Eastern US. And so the summer eclipse portals for the last few years, it's like, I didn't even release a podcast last week. It's like, there's so much going on energetically and the transmutation of, you know, laying down old patterns and really anchoring in new energies is just so big during this time. And one of the things that happened for me right before we were going into the eclipse portal, because I'm really working with um, cleaning up energetics of exchange, energetic exchange, like I've been talking about on the podcast through Heartland. But um, right before this portal, I did a session on the ancestral lineage, and it was like all of this lineage trauma on behalf of the, the feminine ancestry around giving up of self and giving up of personal resources, so being in depletion in order to get and receive what it is that they needed. And I just feel that so big because it's so prevalent. And I've been working um, on a very deep soul level in this lifetime and in this year. You've been hearing me talk about this again of um, coming into right relationship with resources, time, energy, money, my body, you know, my my sovereign thought, all of those things. Coming into those things um, and really healing disrupted and disturbed and I'll say patriarchal, but also, um, you know, (laughs) negative invasion, that kind of bullshit, um, you know, uh, what would be the word? I'll say programs or, or recipes for exchange that we have in our culture. So I've just been clearing, clearing, clearing those. And this um, last 
three to five weeks has been immense for that um, in my life. So I'm curious if you are also, you know, in anything about that. And, and we are, this is a time of sovereignty. Holy moly, look what's going on in the collective. We have this dare I say, divide, right? We call this a bifurcation where the timelines are like, what What are you choosing? And we have, it's like a sovereignty or, you know, uh, not so sovereign thought path. Okay. And I'm interested in the sovereignty. I'm interested in the sovereign energetics, the sovereign thoughts, but that isn't stark independence. That isn't more separation. So as women are walking a path to sovereignty, how can we also be leading a path to union? Women, I'm saying that this is ours to do right now. It's everyone's to do. But if you're listening to this podcast in this space at this time, this is our work to do. So we know the injustices of a patriarchal culture. We know the injustices of having our resources depleted and we're still responsible for love. We are still responsible for union. And so I'm calling on some really damn strong feminine energetics is what I'm talking about. I am calling us to walk the pathway of being this modern woman on the sacred path of sacred remembering, owning the fuck out of who we are in every way and finding our way back to love. Damn. All right. So if you do not have my ebook, that is the modern woman's pathway to feminine and masculine reunification. reclamation and reunification. Feel those two words. If you do not have that, go to sarahpoet.com and get on my email list. And that will be the first email that is sent to you. Right now, everyone listening, could you actually pause and send this podcast to one friend with a recommendation that they do the same? Help me grow this a little bit. Thank you so much. Um, So that ebook is... It was a download. I've talked about it before here on the podcast. Uh, when I say that, I mean it was a divine download. It just came through me. And, you know, Spirit said, okay, you've lived this, you've walked this, write it down for other women. And I have other women reach out to me all the time, every week. Women are saying, thank you for writing this down because I can see where I am and I can see what's going on as a soul level. So you're welcome. Oh my God. I'm so thankful that it is helpful to you. Awesome. Okay, so today I want to talk about this specific hiccup that women on a path of awakening often experience in relationship to men. And here I'm going to try to articulate this very clearly for you. Often when women are awakening to the truth of who they are, And they are discovering how much unresolved trauma actually does live in their system. There's there's a lot that's kicked up. It's like walking into a lake and the sediment gets kicked up. Okay, so she's kicking up a lot of energy. And she's discovering a lot of things, a lot of resources for her trauma, a lot of modes and methodologies and explanations and ways of thinking about life and the universe. And she might be in a current partnership. I see this a lot in my couples coaching where she's in a current partnership that she's been in for a number of years, probably has children. She's very dissatisfied. Maybe they're both dissatisfied and she wants that man to start to be Come interested in understanding what she's discovering. She wants him to be on his own awakening path. So she's either in a relationship already, or she could be maybe like I did. I left a marriage because I was on an awakening path. He was not coming along. I knew, I knew in my heart of hearts that we were concluded. And then after the divorce separation, I did a full year of intense trauma therapy via Hakomi every week. I was in Hakomi. And then I opened back up to relating 
And what I knew at the time, you know, because I was aware of this consciousness in the feminine, I was reading a lot about feminine and masculine. My soul was driving me toward it. Um, I'm also a seer. And so, you know, I could, I knew that there was something bigger by that. I mean, you know, a mystic, like I was always aware that there was a bigger thing playing out. <laughs> Little did I know it's fucking way bigger than I knew at that time. Um, but I, I did leave the marriage and then I was on this awakening path and healing path. It was, it was congruous. Okay. This healing the trauma and the awakening, healing the trauma and the awakening. So, and here's where we come into embodiment with women. So this is like phase three, phase four in the modern woman's pathway of awakening and reunification to unification. So at that time, I knew that there was this thing called union. I thought that it was all about relationship. I thought I have a sacred union partner out there. And so while I was healing, I wanted to experience all of the beauty and the glory of the masculine in a man. This is very, very, very common and very typical because when we're awakening, we're like, oh yeah, the sacred masculine. Well, where's that going to be? It's going to be in the male body partner. Okay. So again, I'm speaking in generalities, but there's enough of us that fit into this that warrants talking about it. (laughs) Okay. So, and that's going to take her, you know, then we go through some darkness, some reclamation, and that's going to take her to about phase, you know, six, seven, eight in, in the pathway. But in that time, and a woman could stay there for the rest of her life. I say this in the pathway ebook. It's like you could stay in phase three, this reclamation of the feminine. You could stay there forever. And quite frankly, we have generations of women who have been reclaiming femininity and stayed there forever for their whole lives. It's a very valid place to be. And it's very important to reclaim the feminine and to reclaim um, those aspects that had been repressed for so long in our culture. Can you be a sovereign woman and only be in that feminine energetic? No. I understand that that might be controversial or provocative in saying that, but no, you cannot. You cannot be a sovereign woman, sovereign in your financial um, energetics, sovereign in your, um, you cannot be reunified with God if you do not move past reclaiming just the feminine. That was a big thing to say. I'm curious what comes up for you when I say that. Okay. Because right here, and this is what I say all over the ebook, you're still primarily associating with the masculine in a traumatized way while you are in these stages one through seven or eight out of 10. That's a lot of time to be in a primarily traumatized association with the masculine. Is it not? We have been doing this for a very long time. We have been associating with the masculine saying, am I going to be okay here? Am I going to get my resources met here or not? Am I going to be further depleted? Now, some of you may have had a very, very benevolent human father that did not take advantage of you, didn't, you know, he knew what was up. He was in his kingship. He provided, he taught you how to manage your money. He, you know, empowered you in all of the best ways, like the benevolent father. Beautiful. Thank you. And you are among the few. Because many of us had distorted examples of men who potentially had very big hearts and yet they were a part of, um, you know, they inherited their patriarchal inheritance as well. And so, you know, and I've talked about this before, but being, um, we didn't have ways of dealing with trauma and men were told to be strong. And so a lot of things that were 
you know, collectively mad at men for, they inherited. And yes, they have to undo their inheritance like we have to undo our inheritance. That sounded very separate. They, us. We all have the undoing of the inheritance to do, and it, it can look different for men and women because of what we've inherited collectively. For sure. I feel okay saying that. I feel okay saying that. And so, where was I? <laughs> so, we want. I think I got a little off track there, but we want the men to understand. We want them to do their own work. And we're not all that great at letting that happen as women when we still have our own trauma associations with the masculine. Oh, this is what I was saying. Because, okay, so we have. A lot of us have inherited um, examples of masculinity where uh, we were taken advantage of, or there was a power trip, or, you know, we just could not have our truth and our voice, or there was a religious upbringing, and that was traumatic um, because I've said this before, but yes, religion is traumatic for women when we have repeatedly heard the message that we do not belong there, we do not have direct access to the sacred, that we have to go through a man or a male god in order to get access to the sacred. These are separation traumas. Yes, they are. It's okay to own it. So, we have experienced by way of being women. It's not a victim thing. I do not want you to stay identified as a victim, but I name these things so that we can go through and heal the energetics so that we do not bypass. That's the point. Let's name what's going on so that we get to the sovereignty and the unification and the light. Okay. So, when we have this inheritance of a negative association with the masculine, Because the patriarchy itself, that wasn't the true and benevolent and beautiful masculine. That was a tyrannical masculine. That was a tyrant, a I am going to have power and control no matter what. That's what we associate with masculine. That's why, you know, the woman that I was recently um, in the dog park with talking was saying, I hate men. Well, she was married to a tyrant. Okay. Clear and simple. So, we are healing from these energetics, and there's trauma in our systems, whether in our bodies from this lifetime, or we've inherited them on a cellular and a DNA level, like I was saying with with the ancestral work, okay? And so, we have, again, if you're listening to this, you've volunteered to transmute some of that for the collective. You do that by doing your own work. You don't need to take on everybody else's stuff. We're just doing our own work and it impacts the collective because you are an important soul. Okay. So let me get back on track to the woman who is awakening and she's realizing, oh my gosh, I have this trauma in my system. And oh my gosh, there's all of these awakening tools. She is going to want her partner or her future partner, um, you know, no matter how long they've been together, she is going to want him to understand her path. She is going to want him to validate the path. She's going to want to make sure that he is on his path. This is dangerous. This is not going to result in long-term you know, deep intimacy. She might want that person who is, you know, we call it twin flame or soulmate, that kind of thing. She might want him to be that, but she's still in an energetic where there's trauma with the masculine. And so what's going to end up happening is that she is managing him. She is in an energetic of management. She is going to try to tell him what to do to become awakened. She is going to try to give him resources so that he becomes a better human. She's going to have all these ways of doing this. You know, I was talking with someone a few months ago 
she was thinking about um, working with me and she was going, she was considering the end of her marriage. She's married. Her primary role was to take care of the children. Um, He was the primary income earner and they were fed up with each other. They hadn't been intimate in a long time. It was almost a, um, like a, a negotiation of roles. Okay. And so she was waking up and she was craving deep intimacy, deep connection with someone. And she was saying, we're probably not going to stay married. And I know that my twin flame is out there somewhere. Honestly, women, I think that there's a lot of trap in this. There's a lot of collective and social distortion around this. I know because I fell for it for a long time. Um, now, I I also left my marriage. And so you know what to do. You know what to do when the time is right. I have also watched and coached others who were going through an awakening process who thought at the beginning of certain phases in their awakening, like phase three, phase four, phase five, they thought, these women thought, I got to leave this man. He is just pulling me down. And I said, why don't you wait until you get through this part of the awakening? Wait until the energetics stabilize a little bit and then see if there's a part of you as a woman that wants to be in this with him in, you know, maybe it's like on his time, who knows what it looks like, but let's see if you want to stay. And I've also watched women decide to stay. And then what comes is a very honest awakening because if she is working through her trauma and is not traumatized and managing him, there is going to be a very, very honest unfolding of inspiration because as a woman comes into her energetic of sacred sovereignty, the energetics of the relationship change. So if you are in a relationship, and I know I'm I'm really poking at something here, and I <laughs> I poke with love, y'all. I poke with love because this is a really big question for many, many women. Do I stay or do I go? Is he ever going to get it? Is he not going to get it? And then what we end up doing is evaluating the men. And I really believe on this path back to unity that we need to stop evaluating the men and we need to stop evaluating them according to our own spiritual awakening. And I say this, having done this wrong a lot of times, I will claim my humanity. You know, I've done this wrong a lot of times because I definitely being someone on an awakening path and, um, you know, it's been full time awakening for, for many years now. I, I'm a seer. I am a mystic. I am very attuned to the energetics of exchange. This is why I'm very skilled at working with couples and partners and coaching them on their energetic exchange because I can absolutely see the patterning and the exchange. This I can see this in my own relationships as well. And so I've had a few very significant soul evolving relationships since my divorce seven years ago. And now I couldn't see how it was going to end <laughs> uh, each one of them, but I could see during it what our souls were doing, what the soul potential and the soul exchange was. So women who are on an awakening path, we're opening up our intuition, we're opening up and owning our gifts. Are we going to see potentially more than the man is going to see? Yes, I get that. I fucking get that, that we're going to see things differently than he's going to see them. And I think it's the immaturity and the immaturity of the feminine and the traumatized feminine that will then go and tell him about himself according to our seeing. It's not that our seeing is wrong, though it might be, because if we're still seeing through a lens of trauma, we just might be dead wrong. 
I'm not even kidding. Like just because we have an intuition doesn't mean that we're always right. I know that that is a little hard to hear, but when we have a mix of trauma wounding related to masculine, and we do until we've cleared it in like phases nine and 10 in the pathway, if we have that trauma running, we are probably seeing at least a component of our relationships with men through that trauma. So, you know, even if we are a mystic and a seer, we're probably relating or relaying that information in a way that is a little bit managerial. We're saying, well, if you were awakened, you would do this. If you, you know, do this, then I could get out of my trauma. So, uh, yeah, we do that, right? We do that. So, this for damn sure does not feel good to the man. He does not know how to be a man in this situation. He does not know how to... um He doesn't know necessarily how to hold this space unless he's, you know, done all of that work himself. And he doesn't know what you want from him. And so when your energy becomes, you know, controlling and managerial, um, most men who have been enculturated in, in our culture and in this patriarchal culture are going to try to figure out what does she need in order to be happy? How can I please her? What does she need me to do? And this is somewhat tricky (laughs) when a traumatized woman is saying things about spiritual awakening. It's like, I don't even know if this makes sense. And many men are going to push back on this, and they're actually not wrong. And this is what I want women to hear. And and I've definitely made mistakes in this area. Um, When we think that we know better than them and they begin to push back on us or against what we're saying and we get all on our high horse, that's not a feminine energetic. That's not a conscious feminine energetic. Like That is not the woman that we ultimately want to be. So we need to keep going. But, you know, it's not even kind to our men. It's not kind to the man who is providing for the family who might not get what you're getting on a, you know, spiritual awakening journey, but he's providing for the family. He's doing what he knows to do. And so where's the compassion for that? Where's the compassion for what men have been given as a script? So sure, he's following the script and maybe he's not awakening to the fact that he's even doing that, but I'm for for sure confident that he knows that something about that doesn't feel good. And so what would it be like to be in your feminine essence, in your feminine heart and check in with him about what doesn't feel good? Hey, do you like doing this? Hey, do you want to do you want to explore dreaming with me? Right? And so coming at it from a feminine essence takes time, it takes practice, and this is why I'm not afraid to say women keep going on your spiritual path, on your embodiment journey as a woman, keep going on your pathway before you try to turn him into something, because there is a point where you will know who the fuck you are in your energetic system. And at this point, men become men. I think I wrote that in the Pathway ebook. Men become men. And you can look at them with compassion and your feminine essence with the divine mother presence in it can look and, and intuit what to do, how to speak to him, where to touch him, where to, you know, maybe call him forward and when not to. These are arts. These are priestess arts. And you do not have them at the beginning of your awakening. I'm sorry to say, and, and let's get there. Let's keep going together. This is the essence of fall in love with the king, by the way. This 
offering that I'm bringing forward that is a mystery school because we are going in and yes, we are healing our relationships to all things masculine inside of us, um, spiritually, energetically. You know, if you have religious trauma, we're going to be clearing that and, and also relationally. So if you have, you know, animosity toward one man or many men, we are going to be healing that and we are going beyond. I know many of you love Mary Magdalene, like I love Mary Magdalene and the Christ consciousness. You know, Mary Magdalene loved Christ and Christ loved Mary Magdalene. You can call him Yeshua, Jesus, Christ. He carried the essence of the Christ, the, the embodiment of the mother, father, God's offspring, right? The, the, the embodiment of the Christ child. And she was the embodiment of the feminine Christ, okay? The Sophia Christ. And so they walked together and it, yes, in, in sacred union, my soul knew that many years ago on my awakening path. <laughs> and then I tried to tell my dad about it. <laughs> That didn't go well. <laughs> Speaking of trying to tell men about things. So Mary Magdalene has been coming to me and talking to me about how to love the essence of the Christ, how to love the essence of the masculine. Because this is what being a woman is. This is what the feminine does with an open heart. And so uh, for, for about uh, the last four months or so, I've been in this initiation in falling in love with the king. And beyond all of these relationships with, with men that have been so hard in my life and all of these um, you know, troubles around exchange and depletion and, well, if I let myself love here, if I let myself be loved here, am I going to lose later? that kind of energy. Oh, I just got chills. Yes. Let's lay that down in, in a sacred way, right? So we're not just like laying it down to get trampled upon. That's not it. It's coming into this sovereignty where you know that your resources will not be depleted. You know that you will not be taken advantage of because you will know your clarity. You will know how to not let that happen anymore. You will know your relationship with the divine masculine, okay? This is very important. The Father God, the Holy Father, okay? You will know that relationship. <laughs> this is no small thing. And then beyond that, you will know how to priestess with men. I don't know that that's a term, but I just made it one. You will know how to be in the alchemical, magical energy and lead a man through his awakening to his awakening, whatever you choose. This is a choice. So it is not ever a pushing energy. It is a very, very magical thing. And I want you to get there. And so um, this is the essence of fall in love with the king. We begin on Mary Magdalene's feast day, which is also my daughter's birthday, July 22nd, 2021. We'll begin fall in love with the king. This is a mystery school for a uh, soulful group of women. I will say initiates. One of the things that came to me in this um, eclipse portal was to own that the group spaces that I hold are mystery schools primarily. Um, yeah, there are a few exceptions, but uh, there's just one exception, actually. Structure and flow is potentially not a mystery school uh, directly, but there's always mystery. There's always the sacred. There's always the soul initiation in everything that I do and that I offer, whether one-on-one -on -one coaching or the group processes. And so that's what I'm calling them. That's what this is. And so there are potentially a few of you listening who are like, I'm fucking sick of being mad at men. I am sick of being on this path of being a woman, like in the sacred, understanding the sacred and having relationships backfire. I am sick of having my resources deplete. And all that said, I'm so sick of all of these things. And all that said, I want union and I know it's possible. I know that loving the masculine 
is my truth. And I want to even be in service to men like Mary Magdalene was willing to do. It's just love. It's just willingness to love the masculine and men. And there's so much healing in that. And I believe that the ripple effects of this are so far beyond anything we can comprehend. And so we are coming into that and fall in love with the King, but, um, I got sidetracked there just a bit telling you about that, but it's all relevant because what I want to do next is to give you five points of clarity about the role of women in uh, participating in a man's advancement. You're not in charge of his advancement. That's so much the point of this episode is that you need to trust a man into his own awakening. You need to trust him. (laughs) If you don't trust a man to be with himself in his own relationship to God, then you need to discern whether or not you want to be with that man. It is all your choice. It is all your choice. But work on your own sovereignty. Don't make him your project. Do not make him your project so that you feel safer. There is not integrity as a conscious woman in that. I'm being a little harsh <laughs> with my voice, my voice tone. Maybe harsh is not, I'm, I mean it. Okay. I mean it. We have to be in integrity in this area. And so we need to trust men because no amount of managing men is going to lift up men. If we want men to be in the embodiment of the sacred, if we want men to be sovereign space holders, if we want men to be the leaders that they are here to be, not that we defer to them, but they are leaders in their own right. If we want that, and I want that for the men that I love, I want that for my partner. I don't want to manage my partner. Fuck. No, I don't want to manage my partner. I don't want to manage my son. I don't want to manage men, Um, which is different than how I used to behave because the default would be to manage. When I feel insecure, the default would be to manage. I'm telling you, I know about these things because I've lived them, okay? (laughs) That's the only reason I'm talking about them. Um, So what do we need to do? So I'm going to give you five pointers. The first one is to be in your energetic clarity. So you make this up in your mind. Um, Boundaries and clarity is a whole other topic. I'll be doing more videos and podcasts on this soon. Be in your clarity, which takes time, about what you will and will not put up with or what you will and will not tolerate in your life, what you will and will not say yes and no to. Just be clear. You don't have to defend it. It's just energetic clarity. So boundaries implies some, um, you know, defense. We defend a boundary. I don't like that. I don't like that word. I like clarity. You have to know who you are, what you are and are not a yes to. Because when you know that, then um, you can clearly um, communicate that to a man. Okay? So you don't defer to a masculine energetic that you don't like. You don't defer to that. Okay, because we're sovereign women or we're on a path to sovereignty. So you do not have to defer to a masculine energetic that you don't like. You just stand in your clarity, your energetic clarity. That is the energetic that will begin to shift a relationship because he will feel your energetic clarity and he will adjust. It's the law, it's energetic law. Okay, doesn't happen through managing because that is a lower vibrational energetic and that is trying to get up in his space and control him energetically. So that is going to have the opposite effect that you want. He is going to go away. He is going to flare up. You need to say in your sovereignty, in your energetic and have clarity about yourself. That's all you need to do um, or primarily what you need to do. In tandem with that, number two is you need to clear and transmute the trauma that is your own. I know that you're on a path to doing that. I know we're consistently doing that as women. Can men hold the space for you to feel safer, to clear some trauma together? 
Absolutely. And I teach couples to do that, even if he does not have any idea how to do that now. So if you want your man to understand that more, contact me for couples coaching. I will be the mediator. I will tell you all what needs to to shift and what you need to tweak in order for him to feel empowered to do that. But if you have been managing him, he does not feel empowered to hold you in that way. So I want men to feel empowered to hold space for women to heal their trauma. And it's so powerful when he does feel empowered to do that. And when you feel like you can trust his safe container, absolutely. That is so healing. It's so much of a potential for a relationship. Is it fair to expect him to know exactly how to do that if he has not been taught that as a man, again, growing up in this culture? No. It is not fair to expect him to know how to do that. Is he willing? Uh, From what I see in my practice, yes, he is probably willing. He wants to love you and to please you. Men want to please women. And so stop managing him and just, you know, let's work on you being in your feminine essence and him getting to step in, in that empowerment. And that's number three is to be in your feminine essence. So again, you are working on owning your sovereign truth. You are working on owning your own sovereign energetics. Part of that is being in your essence as a feminine being. Okay. And so there's a lot here as well, of course, behind this. But, you know, if you are managing, you are actually in an unconscious masculine orientation. So you're not in a feminine essence if you're managing. Did you ever think about that? You are not in a feminine essence if you're managing. So yes, of course, you know, the feminine's going to be aware of where all of the energetics are going and things like that. And if you step into managing those energetics, you have stepped out of your feminine. Hmm. So the essence does not necessarily mean submissive. Again, we do not defer to a masculine essence in a man or in a culture that is unhealthy. That's not what I'm saying. But we do want to stay in our feminine essence when we're talking to men about the desire for awakening or the desire for more conscious union. Number four, then, is to invite him and honor him um, into information that you see, into practices, into things like, hey, there's this woman, Sarah Poet, let's, you know, check out her coaching, let's sign up for a consultation for the coaching. Um, You know, when you are managing, it does not feel like an invitation. When you are inviting and you're in your feminine essence and you're trusting him with with his process. So the feminine would say, you know, I love when you hold me. I love when I can feel myself take an exhale in your arms. And I notice that with all of this busyness in our lives and the financial stress and, you know, the the children and they're so busy. And, you know, your, your parents are coming to town, whatever the case is, I notice we're not doing that as much. And I notice that we've been out of that habit for quite some time. And I would love for us to begin to come back together. I would love for us to know one another intimately in new ways. I love when I can feel you presence with me. I love when you look in my eyes. I love when you hold me. I love when I can open to you. I love when I can feel relaxed in your presence. Please, will you explore this with me? That feels a lot different than (laughs) you cannot presence with me because of your trauma from your childhood and your mother wound and how your father behaved with your mother and the abandonment that you experienced. And, you know, when he hears all that, it's like, fuck woman, I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to have a drink. Like, get what the fuck? Right? Can you feel that? So what you want is his presence. What you want is to feel his essence. So remind him 
when he feels that and create experiences where he can feel that way. So recently I was in a, uh, a moment <laughs> with a man and I paused and I said, what do you love about how you feel right now? Okay. And, and then that got him to, to pause and to be like, ooh, you know, I, I like this and I won't share what he said, but it was like, essentially, he got to feel like a man. Okay. And after, like, our men have been beat down. And, you know, in part because we were women with trauma and we're, we're transcending that. And so let's remind him of what it feels like to trust himself, to be trusted. Okay. And that brings me to number five is that that's where you can play in the energy. You can, and this is what I would call being a priestess. So if you want him to notice, like I was saying, you want him to notice himself. You know, he might not be walking around like, where do I feel in my masculine essence? You want him to experience that and be more of that with you. So you don't say, would you please be in your masculine essence with me more? You point out the parts of that that you love. You know, when you're fully present here with me, I can open to you more. I love feeling open to you. I love trusting you. I'm asking you to be in the space. If that feels safe, you can, you can be here with me and I can open to you more. And that is deeper intimacy. That is what everyone wants, y'all. We want deeper intimacy. We want deeper connection. And so the reason that I am talking to you about this, women, is so that you can evoke that deeper connection, but it does not happen through managing. It does not. So I want to say just a few more things before I conclude about our relationship with the masculine. And if you know me at all, (laughs) you know that I think a lot in energetics and I think a lot in like how to put these things, like the pathway for modern women, how to put these processes down, you know, into paper or into things I can communicate with you, um, where they're like strategies for, for what's happening next, right? <laughs> like if, if A, you know, then B, then C kind of thing. So on this pathway, of awakening, like I said earlier, we're usually looking to the man to mm, show us the sacred. And what we realize down the way is that, yes, we're going to experience the sacred through relationship, but it's not the first um, way. (laughs) Let me say that differently. So, We're not looking to men to be our example of God. What we want as women is ultimately to know the sacred masculine, and I would call that like half of God, right? Father God, mother, father God. We want to restore this relationship with the Holy Father. I'm just going to take a sip of water. That's my podcast, y'all. We we roll real. Needed a drink. Um, <clears throat> so we want reunification with the Holy Father. When I was a young woman in the church, and my father abused Christianity. He abused Christ's name. He did things that were controlling in the household in the name of God. It was wrong. I didn't. I knew. I sensed that it was wrong. But my response was to reject not only the church, which I left when I was 16. (laughs) Pat on the back for that little inner badass that knew to leave, right? I left that, but what I did was I turned my back on the masculine Christ. I even turned my back on Jesus, Yeshua, 
uh, for many, many years, over 20 years. Until I was reclaiming the feminine, I was reclaiming Mary Magdalene was right there the whole time in these last, you know, seven, eight years of awakening um, to, to this and really figuring out this feminine masculine thing. Mary Magdalene was there. And I don't know if I've shared this story on the podcast, but I'll share it now. I had this uh, oftentimes as a, as a mother and, you know, a busy person, I'll get woken up in the middle of the night if I really need to know something. I mean, right now, my, my white ancient uh, soul of a cat wakes me up most days between 3 and 4 a.m. And she's like, it's time. Just get up and do the meditations and the morning pages and channeling. And, you know, we know we need to do this. She's just like, get the fuck up. <laughs> and so that happens. Um, and usually I, I'm like, okay, yep, I'll listen. Um, <laughs> some days I'm like, let me sleep. But you know, when these messages come through, I want to listen. So I was up in the middle of the night a few years ago with um, Jesus. He woke me up and he's like, you need to listen. Are you listening? And I sat up in bed and I was like, I'm listening. And he said, good job. You know, you put me back, you put Mary Magdalene back on the altar next to me. And I did. I had this altar for years and years with the two of them next to each other. And he said, good job. You put me and her, you put her back next to me. And, and you've been holding this energetic on the altar for a long time. But do you know me? Have you gotten to know me? Do you know the sacred masculine? And the answer was truly, no, I hadn't. But it was interesting that I was putting both of them there. I didn't just have this feminine altar. I had them both represented there. But he was saying, you need to know me. Because when I walked away from the church. I walked away from Jesus. I walked away from like this, this depiction of this masculine God. And I didn't like it because it felt so controlling. So women, I implore you and us, and even like a bigger, I implore all of us, whether or not we're listening here on this podcast, that we need to reclaim the masculine after we reclaim the feminine, but we need to love both and we need to love the masculine. And I believe that that's our work. I believe that that's our work. If you're listening here, it's, it's your work. To, to overcome, and I don't really love the use of that word overcome, but yes, we're doing that. To overcome and transmute all that you have been inherited, you've been given, all of that you have inherited as a woman in this lifetime and for your lineage, to transmute that, that heap, that shit ton of, of uh, distortion and trauma, to navigate relationship with men, to say, I am going to love no matter what, that I understand is a massive call. I understand that it is a massive feat of strength. Sometimes on this path, I have not wanted to do it. I'm not even kidding you. There were, there were times where I would have rather laid down and stopped everything than find it in my heart to love men, but I knew, I fucking knew that it was my job. You know, Jesus is talking to me in the middle of the night. I go on this soul journey and Mary, um, Mother Mary is actually saying, no, your work is with men. You know, I haven't fully listened to that yet. <laughs> I did hold a men's group right after she told me that in 2019. But, um, you know, we need, we need to... <laughs> We need to come back to unity in our own hearts. And I think I started to say, we do this, you know, we walk this pathway and we realize, oh my gosh, I'm not looking for a man to be God. That's silly. I don't want a man to look at me and want me to be God either. There is no way that a man can fulfill every aspect of our deepest longing for the divine masculine. Listen to that again. There is no way that a man or multiple men can, can get you 
to God. But, (laughs) or and, when you have your relationship with the divine, sacred, holy father, the king consciousness, the king Christ consciousness restored, when you have that restored, then you can be with men as even service to God. You can be with men in loving devotion to God itself. So, men do not need to give you anything in order for you to be replenished, in order for you to be sovereign, in order for you to know God, in order for you to heal from the masculine. Please hear this. You do not need a human man to prove anything to you for you to heal your divine right of a relationship to the masculine essence itself. In fact, I would say that you will not get there on that path. You must go to your heart and to your relationship with the sacred masculine. And then after you have that restored, that is where your heart is in service to men because men are our counterparts. Men have been hurting too. We can have the compassion without needing them to be anything. And personally, I want to trust men on this path. I am a woman who has done so much personal work. I don't expect a man to understand everything I have done. I don't need him to understand my journey or how I've healed my trauma. I don't even need him to understand my gifts as a priestess, as an oracle. I don't need him to get that. What I do need for me to play in that space or for me to exchange in those spaces, I need respect. I need reverence for the feminine and I need um, honor of my word and who I am. And so I don't need to be right, but when I choose to share and speak, the men that I engage with value that as a sacred offering. They value the feminine's offering. I don't even under, I don't expect them to understand it all right away. How could they? How could a man who's grown up in this culture again unless he has done deep 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 work but can we expect every single man to have done that no we're gonna find good men walking on two feet on this earth wanting to do the right thing and so we don't school them with managerial energy into understanding the feminine when i am presenced in my (laughs) oracular sovereign energetic as a woman, as a mystic, as a priestess, as someone who is in union with my my inner union, feminine and masculine, and then I'm also in sacred union and devotion to Mother, Father, God, I have no problem being in service to men. I have nothing to lose. And I am not shitting you when I tell you that it has taken me a long-ass time <laughs> to get there. Not a long ass time so much as um, a lot of devotional work and devotion to my soul and devotion to understanding. And so it is with this energy that I am opening the doors to fall in love with the king. You can contact me directly. Please do so now. Please do so soon if you feel that this is calling to you. We are walking together in a six-month container um, as per the instruction of the King Consciousness itself. This is not um, a light, this is not eight weeks, this is not light, um, you know, we're going to dive deep. It, everything's accessible. You know, I have women reach out and say, can I do this if I'm a mom or if I have a job? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, we're modern women that are awakening um, right here in the real world, myself included. Um, and so we need to, you know, these are very, this is very practical and also very mystical and magical. Um, you will heal in this space. This is a very um, potent, beautiful opportunity at this time. I'm in this container. I feel this. Um, I, I did not know I was going to be offering this, and then I was instructed to. So 
Um, if you are called to it, you must reach out to me. We must have a phone call. This is mystery school. I need to hear your devotion. I need to hear your readiness. And, um, and I very, very much look forward to walking with you, this soul group that is forming now. Um, we are going to be bringing in and landing a new consciousness um, into our own lives and helping to anchor these uh, energetics of union in the to the planet, to the planetary grid as we walk in these frequencies. So I very, very much look forward to being in this space with this sacred soul group. And again, we begin on July 22nd. So be in touch with me as soon as possible. Um, invite a friend, you know, like here we go. And um, if this is for you, you'll know it. You'll know it. So, so much love. So much love. Thank you for listening. Um, my website is sarahpoet.com. Um, I am still building the new website or it is being built for me <laughs> because my inner masculine does not build websites, but um, it is beautiful and it is coming. And so some of the current pages on sarahpoet.com redirect you to new website pages. So uh, you'll find me. And if if something is not clicking, then just email sarah at sarahpoet.com and I will be there with you and for you. It is such a pleasure to be here um, with you on the planet at this time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. So much love to you on your sacred remembering journey. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected. And here's to your path of sacred remembering.